1: with Conair Girlbomb, available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.
0: We all know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. I know that if I don't sleep for eight hours a night, I am not a sharp. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support at every price point. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Chelsea for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. L E E S A dot com forward slash Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea here. I think we all know that hair loss has the power to kind of shatter your confidence not kind of it really shatters your confidence and that's where Zion health comes in founded by top doctors in hair restoration Zion offers both medicated and non medicated treatments for men and women with thinning hair guys unless you do something or talk to someone your hair loss will only get worse I'm not kidding unfortunately so get your confidence back on track and visit Zion X Y O N health to get support today that's X Y O N health
2: Oh, happy new year, everybody. It's 2023. Happy 2023. Whoever thought we'd make it this far? Oh my
0: God, I did. I did. I'm so excited about 2023. Only because of my Asterian (laughs) astrologist. What are you looking forward to? Oh, just life, you know,
2: all of the things. What are you looking forward to in 2023, Catherine? Ooh, I am looking forward to doing a lot of hiking this year. I'm very excited. We just moved. We're right oh. at the base of the mountains and I'm ready to get after it.
0: Wow. Hiking. Good for you, Catherine. I am not looking forward to hiking this year. That is not something that I am thinking about at all. <laughs> so I'm glad that you brought that up.
2: You like to go downhill very fast on skis, uh, Yeah, I, not uphill, Exactly.
0: Right? That's right. I like to go downhill. <laughs> That's what I've discovered about myself.
2: But speaking of it, you've been in Whistler, which is your happy place. Yes. Yes, I
0: am. But I'm I'm home now because I have to come home to do some press for my special, Revolution, which is out on Netflix. Yeah. And I'm doing press for that. And then I'm hosting the Critics' Choice Awards next week. So I'm here in town for a while. I had to leave my happy place, which I'm not normally accustomed to doing in the wintertime. I like to go (laughs) for winter. But, you know, that's okay. I have to work because I want to work. Our guest today is a really funny comedian, and he is going to make you laugh. And you can watch his advice special on YouTube. It's called, well, it's called the advice special, and it's on YouTube, and it's Matteo Lane is the page. So he's got mad skills. He's got tons of different skills. I mean, he speaks a bunch of different languages. He's an artist. He's like a chef. He's hot. He's gay. And he sings opera, so suck on that. Mateo Lane is here, everybody. And if you don't know who he is, you need to find out because you need to follow him on Instagram. This is a very talented comedian. He's a flaming homosexual. And I say that because, yeah, well, you can't see him, but you can't see what he's doing. But I say that because he is one. And he is so talented. Actually, you know what he did for me recently, Catherine? I haven't told this story yet. It was Gwyneth Paltrow's 50th birthday this year, so her assistant, Kevin, had reached out to everyone asking for a sketch of how we see Gwyneth to draw something of how we see Gwyneth. And I'm like, that's like asking me to pump breast milk. You know? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I was like, what? And I remember that Mateo is not a cartoonist.
3: I was an oil painter and fashion illustrator for years, like TV commercials and fashion ads and stuff. It was how I moved to New York.
0: That's so crazy. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from the Midwest. Where are you from? From Chicago. From Chicago. Yeah, Chicago, of course. You're from
2: Arlington Heights specifically. Mm -hmm. My husband is from Palatine. Is he? Yeah. What high
3: school did he go to?
2: He went to Palatine High School. Okay, work. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm from Oswego, Illinois. Oswego. we go.
0: I've heard of Oswego. we <laughs> go. Is that from a movie? Oswego? we go? Illinois? Well, there's an Oswego, New York, and then an Oswego, Illinois. Maybe. Sounds
3: like a Greek food.
0: Uh, yeah, it sounds like a yeast infection. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was I was based out of Chicago last week, a couple weekends ago, because I had four shows in like Rosemont, then Rockford, then Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and then some other city. So I was just like, I'm so at the end of my rope with my tour in terms of energy sucks. So we just based ourselves out of Chicago and just flew each time to wherever right. or drove, because one place was like, ah half hour away, because I'd already done the city of Chicago. So we spent four days in Chicago, and I was so fucking happy. I was so happy in my hotel room. I was acting like a like a little big girl. Like, I had finally had my... Because I, I, I just need compact things. So I had this beautiful hotel room, but I was treating it like I had just become an adult. And I was organizing my underwear and my socks in the drawers. I was like, you're here for four nights. Get comfortable. Yeah, and Pack your bags. And, and then I was organizing my medications and my makeup, and I was like, oh Oh, my God, you're like, it's like you have a dollhouse and you're playing home. Yeah. And then I realized Amy Schumer was at the Chicago Theater the same night because we were texting one morning. And she's like, oh, are you in Chicago? I'm like, are you in Chicago? And, of course, we were like two ships in the night. So a lot of comedy comes out of Chicago, people. And we have the person here to prove it, Matteo Lane. So I was introduced to Matteo, I don't know, a year ago maybe, probably a little bit more than a year ago. And I'm in love with you. And oh. everyone who meets you is in love with you because you're just such a joy and such a gift And I can't wait for the whole world to fucking find out about this person. But I forgot to tell you, or maybe I did tell you that Gwyneth texted me, and she was like, "Yelsey, that's what she calls me." She goes, "I can't believe that you drew this. This is amazing." And I was like, "I said Esther, that's what I call her." I go, "Esther, I have to be honest. I I did not draw that. I had a friend." Do it for me, because this was a an assignment that was way outside of my wheelhouse.
3: <laughs> but anyway, Matteo, tell
0: us about yourself. I want to know, okay, so you moved here to become what you said earlier. I don't want to butcher it. You moved here to... Well,
3: I wasn't... I mean, I started doing comedy in Chicago probably like 12 years ago. At and Zanies? Then at, actually, the first show I did was in a gay club. Oh, what a and surprise. I, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, the first time was was in a, a bar and 34 members of my family came to watch me do three minutes.
0: He's from a big Italian <sighs> family. Are they in the Mafia? I love that. My
3: grandma's family probably was mm, yeah, but not anymore. Well, that's just like nice. nice Italians. yeah,
0: sometimes you outgrow the mafia, I think right
3: <laughs> you, I think you have to <laughs> otherwise you're all in prison. yeah wait it was I did three minutes on Marty de show. He ran some show where the whole point of the show was like you would win like sex toys or something but beti- I don't know. but it was a really fun <laughs> show. I did three minutes and I think I was just impersonating Kathy Griffin because that's all I knew of stand-up at that time. and I had a great time. It was fun. You just be, I was addicted immediately. Yeah. Well, just you put out
0: like. so much material. I mean, you love to get on stage,
3: right? I do. I, I, I was just talking to a comic the other day about this, where it's like, when you start in comedy, you feel like the community is huge. And then slowly but surely, everyone sort of peels off into their own world, like some become writers or producers, and they eventually give up comedy, and you're just left with, oh, God, it's just me and... Three other people I remember at open mics still doing stand up. Yeah, in a weird way, you know. And I, I enjoy. I really love doing stand up. Like I love being on stage. I love writing jokes. I love the the lifestyle. I love the comedians. I love the cellar table. I love everything. I I'm obsessed with it. I love all of it. I, there's not a part of me that's like I'm doing this until I get mm-hmm. a TV show. I'm very happy to be known as a comedian.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Because I would definitely say that I'm the opposite. When I was starting out, I was like, I'm doing this till I get a TV show.
4: <laughs> and then and then I was like, oh, I'll
0: continue to do it. And then I burnt myself out so hard that I had to take a break from it because I just went so hard. And like with the show, with writing books, then being on tour, I don't even know how I did it when I think about that. It was I just don't know in. how you
3: did because I'm exhausted without having a TV show. And I'm you had a always, TV show. Yeah. Four days, five days a week. How many times did you guys film?
0: Well, yeah, four nights a week. We had it.
3: So you had four. I was an open micer then, but my dream was to be on a Chelsea hand handler panel oh well it's like, still gonna Chelsea happen lately. we're gonna
0: bring some we're gonna bring a tv show back and you're gonna really? be on the panel yeah. oh my god yeah that was,
3: cause I don't want to like blow smoke up your ass the whole time but don't that... please don't Just skip all it. right don't
0: it... don't nobody needs to hear skipped. that skipped well let's blow smoke <laughs> up your ass okay great <laughs> and many, many I, other yeah, things yeah exactly let's get your asshole primed and ready excuse me listeners <laughs> okay we're gonna get graphic here <laughs> um, <laughs> but how many languages do you speak Matteo
3: the way I speak English I speak Italian Spanish, really proficient. I mean, if you don't speak Spanish, I'm fluent. If you speak Spanish, you're like, wow, he's really good. Uh Even though I have an Italian accent, I sound like Mario and Luigi. Okay. And French, (laughs) and then some German.
0: Okay, some German. So like
3: five-ish in in that world.
0: German is a tricky language for me because I'm a Jew.
5: (laughs)
3: Yeah.
0: So that hurts my ears a little bit. I'm still not down with it. It hurts anyone's ears to be perfectly honest (laughs) with you. They were like, I was doing the citizen thing because you can get citizenship. You know, like I have a house in Spain so I can get Spanish residency. But because my mother was a German who fled from the war after the war, I'm able to get German citizenship. So we've been working, like my assistant has been working with this like customs attorney or immigration attorney for... A couple of years to get my German citizenship, and then when it all came down to it, I was like, okay, Canada, Spain, I just always want some exit strategy, just in case Donald Trump Jr. becomes elected one day. (laughs) By the way, and then finally, the other other day, I'm at the Spanish consulate with my assistant, and we're like, he has to come with me to the appointment because I'm so useless by myself. (laughs) And we're sitting there. And then he goes, OK, so for your German citizenship. And I was like, oh, do I really want a German citizenship? And he's like, well, I think you do. And I'm like, I don't know. I just don't know.
3: Well, Berlin's a very cool international city. They they've seem to have repented. and you They know, have it's, definitely repented. Yeah. Seems... They,
0: they take accountability for what the hell happened. When you go to Berlin, on every corner, there is a memorial talking about what happened in the Holocaust. And right. there are terrible, horrifying museums that everyone should have to go to to understand understand. understand exactly what did happen in those atrocities. Actually, I had a girlfriend that just came back, Jamie Makeup, Jamie Greenberg. She came back Mm -hmm. from her Israel birthright trip, and it was so funny. She's like, you know, there's only 15 million Jews in the world. And I was like, what? I go, that's not right. 15 million? And she's like, yeah, Chelsea. And then I Googled it, and I was like, oh, my God, that is scary.
3: Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why
0: Jewish people have to say to everybody anytime they say anything, shut up. That is not a lot of people. No,
3: that's not a lot of people at all. I think the population of Italy is like 80 million and that's a, considered a small country.
0: And you just came back from Italy again. Do You go there pretty often, Probably no?
3: like four times a year. Uh,
0: how fun is that? No,
3: it's great. I have like a whole group of friends there that I hang out with and really? we have three hour dinners and I roll cigarettes even though I don't know how to and just do passeggiato and do, I'll do shows in Italian with Francesco Di Carlo who's like a great Italian comedian and... I, like you, want to find a house in Rome. I want to live in Italy for oh, a Oh, you
0: bit. will. You totally will. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. And so how do you have to switch it up? Do you have to switch it up because it's a different language? I mean... Yeah,
3: because one time, the first time I went to Italy and I tried to just translate without writing any new jokes, I was an idiot. I had this joke, like an old joke of mine about how I went to Starbucks and they asked for my name and I said it was Matteo and she turned around and made my drink and she literally wrote potato. <laughs> <laughs> and my thought process was I'm like, okay... When you hear potato, you stop writing on the cup. (laughs) That is when you say, I'm sorry, it's been a long day what is your name? So I was like, I'll just say that. So I started saying it in Italian. I was in Florence, I think. And I was like, I was like, oh, they don't rhyme in Italian. Also, they don't have Starbucks in Italy, so they don't even know what I'm talking about. And just a bunch of stares. And then I quickly turned into an 80s comic and I was like, the difference between Americans and Italians are like the most hack shit in Italian. But I was just like, wow, I was not prepared for like, the Fact that I can't do any of my British Bake Off jokes, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I have to figure this out. But what I find interesting about Italian audiences is that they all clap. Instead of laugh, really, they just sort of clap. And I'm like, I don't know no. if they're being really polite or they're trying to acknowledge they understand me, but there's a lot of clapping going on and I'm going to need more laughing. <laughs> yeah, so. it sounds
0: more like the Olympics.
3: It does. It, like holding up 7.8. Yeah, when they at
0: the end where they dismount off of the thing. They're like, choo-choo-choo-choo-choo, light clapping. Yeah. Although if they were laughing at the Olympics, that would be really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Especially how after how hard those people have worked. <laughs> So you go to Rome and you hang out, like, what do you go for, two weeks, three weeks? Like, well, how long were you this here this past time?
3: I was there for a week. I brought my guy, Chris, who does all—Chris Couser, who does all my social media stuff. And we did this whole beautiful documentary of my life in Rome. And we're, we put it up on my YouTube page, and we're going to have different episodes. I like, cooked with this chef, Luciano, when he showed us how to make carbonara. And we have my friend, Elena, show us how to make risotto lo zafferone and all this fun cooking stuff and I had a fucking blast.
0: Oh my god, what a life. You're totally gonna have a place there.
3: I hope so. I need to find an Italian husband is what I would like. Well,
0: what's the gay (laughs) scene in Italy? Do people get married there or do they just date? Like New York, the gay scene is, I think, chaotic. L.A., yeah. It's very chaotic. I mean, I feel like Midwestern, I mean, I feel like it's true for all stereotypes for parts of the country. Like, it feels like Midwestern gays are a lot calmer than either coast of gays. And L.A gays are just it's too much it's it's too much they're so not not too gay they're too mean to each other there's a lot of it's all about the way you look it's all about what you have to offer and it's all about your standing in society it's brutal
3: yeah it would be like it would be like living in a Lucky Charms box that's judging you. I mean, that's sort of how I view West Hollywood. But, you know, to tell you the truth, I don't know. I've been so, since doing stand-up, I have been in a way so removed from, like, gay nightlife, which is not the only way gays go out, obviously. But like they're, I'm just saying, like stereotypically speaking, like gays who go out and go to clubs and go. So all I do is stand up and hang out with comics. And I did find that my self esteem is a little better because I do find like if I walk into a club, my first thought was, how do I look? Do I look good enough? Are they judging me? Who I'm with? Like they're just it's a lot of my insecurities come up. Not that it's actually happening. But if I walk into the comedy cellar, I know they respect me for my intellect. And we're going to mm-hmm. sit down and we're going to get messy and we're going to talk. And me and Keith Robinson are going to scream at each other and like have a fun time. Mm-hmm. So now to tell you the truth, like I haven't I don't even know how to go out in the gay scene anymore. Like I can't tell if I'm feeling left out or if I've purposed. I don't know what I'm like in this weird. I live like a straight comic in a way. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well,
0: I think that's, I mean, you, it raise an interesting point because I think stand-up really calcifies a different set of confidence. Like you have so much more to offer. So you start identifying or when you're going to label yourself, that becomes like the first label instead of the second or the right. third. When you're standup and that's your whole life and that's what you're known for. I think your identity, it's like, I remember growing up, I didn't want to ever be just thought of as a dumb blonde, you know? I wanted people to Mm -hmm. take me seriously. Like now people, take me a little too serious, You know what I mean? Like, people, like I'm like, wait, no, I'm, but I'm cute, too. Like, no, I'm not scary. Everyone's like, she's scary. And da, da, da. I'm like, wait, I want to be that blonde again. That wasn't that bright, you know, like, or, or loud or whatever. But I think that um, as stand-up cultivates, yeah, you're just confident. I mean, it's badass to get up there and fucking buy yourself with a microphone.
3: It is. It, it, and now I'm so comfortable with it. Do you ever get that feeling where, like, you're walking out and there's thousands of people waiting for you and you're like... <sighs> what am I gonna have for dinner tonight? Like you're, you know what I mean? Like it's so normal now, which is good. Yeah. I think that's the best performance comes from it being completely normal on stage. I don't think nervous energy that always you, audiences pick up on if the comic is nervous, so to speak. But yeah, I don't know. It's I
0: think audiences pick up when a comic is nervous. I think
3: so for sure. I it's mean, like a owner who's carrying their dog, and they say the dog can feel if you're nervous or like they oh tense when yeah you get tense. yeah
0: of course yeah it's hard to see someone nervous like it's not a pleasant feeling. Nobody enjoys that.
3: <laughs> no. Matteo
0: no. could also sing opera, by the way. He's an opera singer. hes I mean, what can't you do?
3: Date. Um, that's about it.
0: <laughs> We're going to find you a date on this podcast. We've hooked up a lot of people on this really? podcast. Gay yes, people. we actually
2: have. Yes. Uh,
3: oh, you guys, mm-hmm. we should set me up then. Okay, I'm looking let's for do a it. hot man that hates yeah. me.
2: And specifically, people who wrote in being like, I loved his intellect when I heard him on the podcast, because obviously they can't see anybody. They're just like, can you send my Instagram to him?
0: <laughs> this was a previous g- previous guest. But we can yes. definitely, yeah. I mean, if you're into Mateo, first of all, DM him, right? That's a good way to be dating people. But also, yeah, if you're listening to this, because obviously we have no straight men listening to this. <laughs> if right. you have, um, if you're listening to this and you think, what kind of guy, tell me about what kind of guy you think you're looking for. because. I've been around you, and I've seen you with a couple of different guys, and Mm -hmm. it's hard to pinpoint a type, which I can recognize in myself. I also don't have a type.
3: Right. I'm uh, the better, the older I get. I'm sort of more interested in someone who's going to make me laugh. Yeah. I mean, I know that sounds so dumb, but it is true. I'm sort of over, like— my insecure 20s where I think I need someone hot to validate me in any kind of way. Like, I'm really just sort of interested. Like, does this person have anything interesting to talk about or Yeah, say? And yeah. also,
0: I think when you're a comic and you're already an like, innately funny person, I don't think that... It necessarily you don't need someone actually to make you laugh. You need somebody who gets the joke. Yes. Like you don't have to make mm-hmm. the joke, but you have to be in on the joke, and you can't not get the joke. Right. Because that's a turn off. Because it's
3: the worst when you're when you really do have something funny and you say it to your partner yeah. and they stare at you and you think, damn it, <laughs> like, yeah. I wish I was with other <laughs> comics or my friend. Yeah. I I sometimes I see relationships of people. Gay couples and they travel with each other and they're with each other and they're best friends. And it's so foreign to me. I've not had that experience yet in terms of dating where like the person's legitimately my partner or best friend. So I do feel quite independent that way. Like I don't know. I also now I'm so independent. I don't know how I would customize my life for somebody else.
0: Yeah. But that always works itself out when you want it to. When you're really into somebody, you make compromises, you know, you're like into them. And so that, that isn't. Why is this bouncing up and down? It's like reverberating just from this. I have a screen over my microphone, you guys, and it's just been vibrating the, all morning, and I'm not even touching it. It's my, it's my mouth.
4: My mouth is so
0: powerful that it's forceful. Oh, God, yeah, such a forceful mouth. Um, mm. But also somebody who takes themselves too seriously is a hot, is such a turnoff. I think that goes hand in hand with lacking a sense of humor is people who take themselves too seriously. That's never hot. No. Being funny is down on my list because of course anyone who could make you laugh it makes you laugh is sexy you like them immediately anytime somebody can evoke that feeling from you <laughs> he's laughing at my bouncing microphone these are like my boobies it's taking the place of my boobies my screen
3: I do like guys that are more shy I find myself more attracted to those who are introverts this last guy I was sort of seeing who I really liked and unfortunately didn't work because of distance he was just like I can't do long distance which I understand and I'm not here to change anybody but he was Very shy. And there was something about it that I kind of loved. Because I I think I already get enough attention that I don't want to be with someone who also is seeking a ton of attention. Like, I'm also not even seeking attention outside of the stage. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, Yeah. I sit at home and play Fortnite. I'm not trying to do anything. So I I like sort of shyer guys, more quiet guys.
0: yeah. But don't you find more quiet guys have less to say?
3: Yeah, but when they start to open up is when I find it adorable. Uh, Like this last guy was painfully shy. And then as he opened up, I really got to see his sense of humor. And then you almost feel more special because you're like, oh, wow, he's opening up. Like something I've I've done something to help him open up, and now he feels comfortable with me, and I feel I have an insight on how this person functions in the world, and I like their sense of humor. Like I enjoy that.
0: And how long did you guys date for?
3: Well, we talked, we d- dated and talked for like almost six months. We, oh. He lived long distance. I met him when I was doing shows, and we just kept talking, and then it turned into FaceTiming morning, new night. Then we took vacations with each other, and finally got to a point after like six months. I was like, well, how do you feel about long distance? And he. Was just honest. He was like, I can't. I have too many insecurities about that. And I can't have someone who's far from me and it's just not going to work. And I was like, Well, that's disappointing.
0: And so that's it. That was it. So, what if you wanted to continue just seeing each other like on vacation? That's not a thing.
3: To me, it probably wouldn't be great because it's like I really liked him and I expressed that and he liked me too. And if, and he even said, Like, we could continue what we have. And I'm like, Well, if I'm, I'm trying to make an investment. Mm, I'm 36. I'm trying to like, make a foundation with somebody and so if it just then it feels like I'm just giving you entertainment right right which will make me resent mm-hmm. you and so, you'll feel cheap for that i will feel cheap for that right so the answer was no
0: i want to bring up a good point because i don't think gay men are getting enough credit for nipping monkeypox in the bud but but The saying is in the bud, but I'm going to change it to the butt It's an oxymoron.
3: It's how it started.
0: Because when the government came out, I was out to dinner with a few gay guys last night, as (laughs) as one does. And they were like, yeah, we all got vaccinated right away when when we found out about monkeypox. And I was like, oh, my God, that's what happened. Because I'm like, where's monkeypox? I thought this was going to take off. I was kind of looking forward to seeing what a shit show that was going to be, you know, in a real fucked up way. (laughs) Obviously, I'm glad it didn't take off. And they're like, oh, it's us, gay men. Are so responsible that we all just nipped it in the bud before it became a thing.
3: Yeah, like most gays, we love it for something, it becomes really big, and then it's done. There's my second monkeypox. You can still see my second monkeypox shot.
0: Oh, wow, I can't see oh, it. It, it, was, it was very
3: interesting when that happened. You know, at first it was like, someone's like, monkeypox is coming, and all the gays were like, girl, but not monkeypox. And then I <laughs> met, I had five people in my life who had it. And I was like, okay, I'm going wow. to abstain from sex, or if I do, I will have. I'll be open and honest with my sexual partners and wait till the vaccine is available and they said it it is 80% effective after four weeks and so I waited after four weeks so basically July and August I just didn't have any sex which might not sound like a lot but to gay men that's like
0: yeah I mean no I understand yeah yeah under, that's almost like seven years to a regular person
3: <laughs> 15 it's <laughs> a long time and I'm getting real tired of jacking off so you know <laughs> Sometimes I jack. Off. I just do it like I'm going to the bank. I'm like, let's get this over. With. I just, I'll pretend to be my own wife, and I'm like, not tonight, honey. I just can't. I'm so over jacking off, but yeah, we all, we all did nip it in the butt. We did. The rates have gone down. Significantly,
0: No one's talking about monkeypox. I still am talking about it because I, like, I just <laughs> I just can't believe how discriminatory that advisory was, um, you know? Yeah. Like, gay men are the only people that can, like, not the only people, but that's how you're going to get it by anal sex. And it's like, first of all, regular people are having anal sex. You know, not non-gay people are having sex. <laughs> yes. Like, it's a trend. It's on. And people are into it big time. And you'd be surprised if you didn't think you like it. You might surprise yourself and might like it a whole lot.
5: <laughs> I have a lot of girlfriends in LA
0: who casually are like, Have you tried anal? I'm like, Oh my God, really? This is our conversation now? I'm like, Yes, I've tried anal. Who hasn't tried anal? my girlfriend's like, Oh my God, I love it. I love it. I'm like, First of all, shut up. You sound like a fucking asshole. No pun intended again. You guys, honestly, this is like possessed. Do you see this thing moving? I am watching I'm it. Not, I am- I'm not yes. touching the table or anything. So it must just be... Maybe? We're
3: haunted. We're being haunted. Mm. Bringing a Ghost Adventures show in here. It's my favorite <laughs> yes. show, by the way, Ghost Adventures. They've been oh. on for 29 seasons. They've not found a single ghost. <laughs> it is my favorite show.
0: So what are they are called?
3: Hosted by this asshole named Zach, and he says every episode, my name is Zach, and I'm a demonologist. And my joke is, you know, my parents were disappointed when I told them I was gay. I cannot imagine... <laughs> If I had to sit them down and be like, Mom and Dad, I'm going into demonology. They'd be like, We'd rather you suck a dick. At least it's there. I mean, it is I will watch the the travel channel is now just ghost shows. That's it. Zach Osborne has a ghost show. Everyone's got one, and I will watch it. When I'm on the road, I turn on the travel channel and just watch these assholes walk around houses for hours. I love it. It's so stupid. (laughs) so stupid. What
0: are people, and people love ghosts. Love it. They love outer space, they love UFOs, and they love aliens and ghosts. The
3: UFOs, at least there's like a video of a thing where like, well, what is that? That's
0: a UFO, this ring light, that's a UFO. That's a
3: UFO. (laughs) That's a ghost, and that's a UFO.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I hate when anyone talks about anything like that i've i've felt the presence of what would probably be a ghost but i would never even focus on it for more than 30 seconds like my friend I dated this guy who had a house up in Shelter Island and it was fucking haunted it was definitely haunted the vibe in there the energy I was like this is off the doors would shut all the time slam all the time you'd hear footsteps creeping up the house and I was like you're evil I can tell that you're evil and that your house is haunted and that's why we're gonna break up because well, you would have a ghost in your house you fucking weirdo <laughs> but I definitely have felt that but then people really hyper focus on it it's like well the ghost isn't gonna get you it's not gonna come and stab you and also we're never going
3: to see them. No, we're not. We're never going to. My mom is Italian or Mexican, so if anyone is Italian or Mexican, immediately you have multiple aunts in the family who speak to dead people. So, (laughs) you know, my mom has a sister that does and it's just so funny to me. I, I don't believe in ghosts. Like, oh, nah, you don't? No. At all? Not at all. But I mean, s- but of course I'm scared. Like, if I I watched Insidious the other night with Nicole Byer, and I literally was walking home like, <laughs>
5: and I'm in New yeah. York. what's Insidious? I missed that. I it was like that.
3: 15 years ago, but it is, a, like, the first two acts of the movie are genuinely very scary. It's about a kid yeah. who goes into a coma. And basically, they find out when they get a psychic that he's astral projecting, and the demon wants his body, and he astral projected too far, and the demon captured his soul. So now his body's just laying there, and they have to go into that world and bring him back. Ah, chills. It's so scary. You have to watch it.
0: Astral projecting?
3: Yeah, like you sleep, and you see yourself when you're sleeping. Mm. So basically, your soul leaves your body, and you kind of walk around, and and the kid is four or five, so he thinks, oh, I'm having all these dreams. Isn't
0: that just sleepwalking?
3: <laughs> no, but like the body's there. His spirit's
0: oh, doing oh, it. Oh, okay. Sorry.
2: <laughs> it's like a meditation thing too, right? Well, that is like a meditation meditate. thing. You're absolutely yeah.
0: right. When you meditate, because when you really get into deep meditation, you start to see your body sitting down or lying down and you can get away from it. That's happened to me before, for sure. Well, make wow. sure a demons
3: not coming to. Steal you. I'm
0: a ghost, so okay? I'm a ghost th- that meditates. Okay, so we've decided you like quiet guys. That's that's pretty much it. That's all we're looking for. You're funny, quiet. You can't believe in ghosts.
3: Sexually compatible.
0: <laughs> what does that mean, though, sexually compatible?
3: You know, someone that turns you on, I guess. Well, chemistry, then. Chemistry, yes, right. you're right. That's the proper word. Yeah. Not the homosexual me being like sexual compatibility. Yeah, like they have to,
0: like, enjoy anal sex. I mean, that's a prerequisite for being gay, I think. Some don't. No, some, that's so, true. I have some... a friend who claims that he's never enjoyed anal sex.
2: We actually have a caller today about that very issue. Oh. Amazingly.
0: Oh, is it? Okay. Okay, great. This is, I'm, I, guess this episode, I guess this episode- I guess this episode was curtailed for somebody. <laughs> I was say. Oh, that's perfect. I love yes. it. Okay, well, let's get started. We're going to give advice. You know how this goes, right? We give advice. Callers, people are fucking serious. So you have to put on your medical cap, okay? Your psychiatry, psychologist, whatever. I'll
3: I'll have my aunt's number on speed dial should we need to talk to ghosts.
0: I'm a farm-to-table gynecologist, so I'll take care of the female anatomy, and you're going to take care of the male anatomy. Got it. And then any emotional problems, we'll just jump in together, all
2: three of us. (laughs) Okay, I'm excited. (laughs) We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with Chelsea and Matteo.
0: Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. So go to books.com and use promo code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code CHELSEA.
5: Pitches
4: just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th.
1: Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb, available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near
2: you. And we're back. We're back. Well, our first email comes from Rachel. For context, she and her husband are about 35, and the couple friends in this email are late 20s, like 29. Dear Chelsea, recently I had a friend and her husband over for what was supposed to be a relaxing Sunday night dinner. I prepared homemade lasagna and a delicious tiramisu from scratch.
3: I would love to see that homemade lasagna, but go on.
2: <laughs> I am a good hostess. Mateo already always. doesn't believe it. He doesn't believe it. He's like, No. I'm a good hostess and always go above and beyond to make sure my house is spotless and my guests are comfortable. I asked my friend what time they'd like to eat so that I could have dinner prepared accordingly. She replied, 6 p.m. I worked for hours to shop, prepare, and cook the meal for everyone and had it ready by 6. This already sounds
0: annoying, by the way. This sounds like someone who's already complaining about too much, but I'll stick with it.
2: You also got to have people come earlier than you plan to eat. So you're not like sitting and eating right when they get there.
3: But also lasagna takes four hours to make anyways. Usually lasagna, if people come late, you throw it back in the oven for 15 minutes and you serve. It's not like it's... Labor of
2: love. Yeah. We're already mad at her. I'm I'm mad at (laughs) them. Yeah, I am too.
0: Yeah, I hear you.
2: I'm vegan and my guests are not. So I prepared two lasagnas and shopped for ingredients that I normally wouldn't buy for my household. My friend texted me at 5.52, saying they were just leaving an event they attended earlier in the afternoon. At 6.30, she texted me again to let me know she'd picked up her baby from the sitters and was en route to the house. Chelsea, they arrived a whole hour later than they said they would like to sit down and eat. Seven?
0: No, six. That was the call time, and they showed up at seven. Yeah. Pay attention, you fucking two, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck.
2: Okay, fine. They show up, apologize, and we get ready to eat. In an unfortunate turn of events, her baby slipped and bumped his head. He was completely fine and uninjured, but this happened on her husband's watch. She freaked out and proceeded to berate her husband in front of me and my husband for the next 20 minutes. We decided to sit down and start eating. They ended up leaving a little over an hour after they arrived. I felt completely offended that they were an hour late. I feel that if they didn't have time to come to dinner, they shouldn't have accepted the invitation. I also feel annoyed with my friend for choosing to react to a simple accident so negatively in my personal space. If she needed to take a moment to collect herself, she could have gone outside or into another room to do so instead of subjecting everyone else to negativity like that. When they left, I was angry with her. Should I confront her or just never invite them over again? Thanks for listening, Rachel. You go ahead, Matteo. Look,
3: this woman should never mix with Italians, because Italians will be an hour late, and they will fight in front of you, so make sure she never books a ticket to Italy, and if she does, to avoid Italians at all costs. And
0: Jewish people will also be late and argue in front of you.
3: I'm very comfortable. I I have 34 first cousins, and we're all basically the same age, so I grew up with lots of yelling and screaming in the house and, and food coming late, but... We also laughed a lot and ate really well. I don't like people who are late, though. That is a pet peeve of mine. So I do back her on that. Like, if if you say you're going to be here at 6 o'clock, get her at 6 o'clock. That shit pisses me off.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, I have the opposite point of view. I don't care about the lateness. I care about the arguing in front of people. I feel like mm-hmm. that's inappropriate. But I also feel like the way this letter was framed, she's it's too much. <laughs> It's just too judgy. Like, who gives a shit? First of all, who's having dinner at 6? Like, why? That's true. And if you're being a hostess, part of being a hostess is being gracious to a degree. Not to bend over backwards, you know what I mean? But someone being late, fine. Whatever. They had another situation. They had another event they were coming from. And then fighting in front of you, I think, is the worst more offensive infraction. yeah. But also, like, yeah, don't be friends with them. Sounds like she rubs you the wrong way. Like, the whole tone of the letter means that you're in a state of irritability. Yeah, you could confront her, But Mm -hmm. to what avail? Is it that important of a friendship? If it's a really important friendship to you, yeah, you could say something. I would focus on the fighting, not on the actual tardiness unless that happens again. They have a kid. You have to just kind of make accommodations for people sometimes. And I just don't like being so anally retentive that I have all these rules about how you're supposed to behave as a guest. Yeah, I don't like that either. That kind of negates the friendship to begin with. Like there's got to be room to move around, you know? Sometimes your friends are not going to do exactly what you want them to do. So yeah, I mean, also
3: meal wise, do not make two different lasagnas. That is a whole day operation. Make something that <laughs> takes the fresh ingredients you can put together that takes a half hour, so you can start cooking when they get there. Who says we're going to eat yes. at six and then expect them to get there at six and then come in to sit down and start eating? Yeah,
0: you walk Agreed. through the door and sit down at the table. I mean, that sounds annoying too. Also, being no. a vegan is slightly
2: annoying.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, here's the thing: if they were vegan. That would be one thing. But she's vegan. She could have just cooked a vegan lasagna for everybody. Why not?
3: I don't know. Let's not disgrace lasagna any more than it was probably our <laughs> to disgrace in that oven that day anyways. You either make True. a lasagna or you don't. Stop it.
0: And once she hear, heard about lasagna, she's like, yeah, I don't fucking believe this for one second. Oh,
3: I know she used cottage cheese. I know she didn't make bechamel. I know the red sauce was from a can. I know that she didn't. I don't want to hear about it.
2: My mother is Mennonite and I'm from Illinois as well. And my husband is half Italian. His mom is North side of Chicago Italian. And that is one of the greatest arguments of my marriage is cottage cheese versus ricotta. I Who have would given put up. cottage
3: cheese? Who? Or what side are you on? She
0: probably is on the cottage <laughs> cheese side. And I'll tell you why, yes. Matteo, because this fucking bitch takes hard boiled eggs in a big Ziploc <laughs> bag on a plane.
3: That's what are what you doing does. to the rest of the flight? No one wants to smell your She's hard-boiled eggs. She's not allowed to eggs.
0: fly on like four different airlines. Have get a protein
3: her. bar, a Think I, I bar. I know,
0: I know, I know. She said to me, she came to Majorca this summer, she and she revealed this. Like I wasn't going <laughs> to have a reaction. I said, excuse me, I what do we just had gone off about bare feet on planes and right. how vile that is? And then she reveals this, and then sends me a photo to you know trigger me further of her holding a <laughs> Ziploc bag with twelve hard-boiled. I said, "Hey, what are you doing?" She goes, "It's protein." I go, "There's protein bars all throughout the airport. You can get your protein in a variety of different ways." Literally. You deserve <laughs> to get protein powder thrown in your face and that's your protein
3: <laughs> for the meal. The
2: weirdest thing is all of my friends, like I, you know, posted a picture and so many of my friends were like, Oh, that time you had hard-boiled eggs that just like saved my life. So many of my friends have memories of me with hard-boiled eggs. No, you're just like, remembering those.
0: You're you're choosing to <laughs> specifically remember the positive outcomes of hard-boiled <laughs> eggs instead of all of the negative domino effect instances that you and the, the hell that you've put people through. You know, it's selective memory.
3: The fact that the TSA agents had to look on their scanner <laughs> and see twelve hard-boiled eggs go through.
0: I won't even eat a hard hard boiled egg like in a small space like <laughs> I, you have to get rid of the egg before you interact with a person and also you need like a 5 minute window afterward you know well, what you, i mean where did you where do you
3: put the shells she probably
0: takes the shells off before so that it all smells so no, even actually, worse no yeah, i usually do yeah, I usually yeah, yeah
2: yeah she does listen she does she takes, she's not crit- taking the shells They're peeled. off they peeled. Uh-huh. It's quick, and then the bag gets sealed again. But again, apologies.
0: You know what that reminds me of? The scene in Airplane where he, Leslie Nielsen is it, who keeps having hard-boiled yes. eggs come out of
2: his mouth, <laughs> <laughs>
0: and he keeps hatching eggs. He's like, bah, bah. And even when he was doing that scene, I'm like, this is so disgusting. And those were shelled.
3: <laughs> yes. yes, they were because the cast and crew didn't want to smell hard-boiled eggs all day.
0: <laughs> well, I guess because humans lay shelled eggs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> also, why cottage cheese? It's not. It has no taste. Yes. It's too wet, and it's yeah. dis, it's it's disgraziato. It's a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's how my my mom's mom made it. So that's how well, she your mom's made
3: mom it. is wrong.
2: <laughs> I know.
3: <laughs> There's Sorry, no way around it.
2: Yeah, you
0: have no. I mean, Mennonite. What does that have to do with being Italian? Well, we're not Italian. That's what I'm saying. Like well, that's why do you're using cottage way. cheese, though. I mean, you yeah. said we're Mennonite. Like that's a backup for the cottage
2: cheese. <laughs> None of this makes sense. Are you it's flavoring the Mennonite? What, what do you put
3: in the cottage cheese?
2: Eggs. Whatever you'd normally put into, you I'd know, like the to ricotta hear what you mixture. normally put
3: into. Well,
2: <laughs> okay, off from memory, eggs, oregano,
3: oregano extra- in a lasagna. <laughs>
2: That it's not a pizza
3: anything, sauce. Maybe? I fucking
0: hate oregano. <laughs>
3: this is I hate awful. oregano.
0: And you know what else I don't like while we're on the topic of things that annoy me? Mm. Rosemary. I don't like really? rosemary. No. no. I hate when... I, hate I don't when, like cilantro. I, oh, yeah. A lot of people don't like oh. cilantro. Rosemary, when it's on chicken or p- potatoes, that pisses me off because I love potatoes. <laughs> but when there's a rosemary, <laughs> it's like this... I used to work at this restaurant, Roasty, in Santa Monica, and they had rosemary, chicken, and potatoes. And I would always be like, who thought up this dumb recipe? <laughs> And it was the biggest <laughs> hit on the menu. People fucking loved it. And I was just like, uh. <laughs> Rosemary reminds me of Christmas. I guess it's that pine needle yeah, kind it, of like. Mm-hmm. It does look
3: like you cut up a Christmas tree and roasted it on some potatoes.
0: And smells yes. a little bit like pine needles, too.
3: I do yes. like Greek potatoes, but all cooked in lemon and chicken fat. Yeah, really well, of course. Fair.
0: What's what? What do you have to say about that? Chicken fat is where it's at. What else do you put in it? I'm sorry, we were so rudely interrupted you because because no <laughs> so one respects ever. you anymore.
4: If I can interrupt, I want to. I want to also say <laughs> that's that that's her husband. As I've known Catherine and her family, they have some questionable variations on traditional food, like Italian food, obviously. Why would you put cottage cheese in a lasagna? That's ridiculous. Ugh, madone.
3: it's this flavor. <laughs> now, a-
4: ask her about the nachos, though. What are Amish nachos, Catherine? Oh, let's just we attack all my om-
3: ethnic backgrounds. <laughs> so go on. We've we've destroyed the Italian side. Now let's move on to the Mexican
4: side. What have yes. you done to them? And just know that obviously it includes cottage cheese. So that's Ma- I-
2: again, <laughs> if my parents don't have like four tubs of cottage cheese in the fridge at every moment, it's like not enough. So we lovingly call these Amish nachos, but in our family, we love to eat potato chips with cottage cheese. That's that's how, as a vehicle. I'm getting sick. I'm getting-, I'm getting nauseous. <laughs> honestly, this is so nauseating. I promise it's delicious.
0: <laughs> I had a boyfriend once. I'm just going to switch topics quickly. My boyfriend used to eat <laughs> potato chips, dip them in salsa. And that was an affront. I don't understand that. I was like, whoa, 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 what what are you doing here? It's either ranch or straight up. You know what I mean? You don't get to dip your potato chips in salsa. But then he would put so much salsa on the potato chip that that alone broke us up. I was so disgusted after months and months of being exposed to this behavior. I think we dated for years. But at the end of it, I was like, they were like, what was the final straw? I'm like, the potato chips and the salsa. I was like, that's where I, I couldn't take it anymore. It was so gross to see a potato chip dunked wholly in salsa. Like, the, the ratio didn't add up. And they get soggy.
3: I broke up with a guy in college. He was beautiful, bright green eyes, like stunning. And I watched him make cold spaghetti it up and put sour cream all over it, and I oh, no. literally called my cousin Megan. and said, "I I can't do it."
0: No, no, no. <laughs> broke up with him. No, that's disgusting. Even now, I even though I can't cook, but I know I can't cook. And even when I try and make something basic, I know like there are rules not to break. In terms of what, like, even mm-hmm. my scrambled eggs is basically what I make, you know, on the on the regular. And I know not to fuck around with that in a gross way. Like, not to put too many things in. Like, you can't put zucchinis and scrambled eggs if you want vegetables. You can't put broccoli in scrambled no. eggs. All of that is gross. You could put onions, you could put cheese, you could put tomatoes and spinach. And that's it. And then you have to draw the line.
4: You also <laughs> can't put them in a bag and bring them to the airport. <laughs>
0: Okay, who's our next caller? the books company books is different their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms so they last way longer they even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano books has modern designs and unique flowers that you cannot find anywhere else books is simple go online pick the delivery date and you are done Mother's Day is May 12th don't miss the chance to thank your mother order your books now and with 25% off you can send some to mom wife aunt and even grandma so go to books.com and Use promo code Chelsea, C H E L S E A, for 25% off. That's B O U Q S dot com, promo code Chelsea.
5: Me.
4: Focus Features presents Back to Black.
2: I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles.
4: Experience the music and her story.
2: Know this. I ain't no spy Girl.
4: Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen.
5: I want to be remembered just
4: being me. Amy Winehouse, back to black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson, rated R under 17, not a without parent, only in theaters, May 17th.
1: Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it, Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky, smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence. Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at ConairGirlBomb.com or a retailer near you.
2: Well, our next caller is Marco. Marco says Dear Chelsea and gang, I wanted to get your advice on a topic I know is near and dear to your hearts sex or lack thereof. As a 30-year-old gay man, I have finally come to the conclusion that I don't like sex. The thought of topping is a turnoff for me, and quite frankly, I really don't like the idea of getting it from behind either. Ouch. Don't get me wrong, I have sex occasionally to meet a partner's needs, but so far it's not been enough to sustain any sort of lasting relationship. Two months is the longest I've ever dated a guy. This has made dating in the very daunting gay world a challenge. In the past, dates or short flings with guys always go well, but tend to go downhill once we hit the bedroom. Yeah, obviously. I get un- <laughs>
3: I'm shocked that two months, I mean, two months is like eight years for gay right, people. Right, we so talked about this. That's good for him.
2: That's a long time in gay. I get uncomfortable once we start having sex because I'm scared I won't be good at it or because I just might not be able to do it. Most recently, I really hit it off with a guy. We hung out almost every day for a few weeks straight, and he seemed to like me just as much as I liked him. However, after a few unsuccessful attempts in the bedroom, he lost interest and eventually he told me he didn't think he could foresee a future with me. He didn't tell me why, but I can take a hint. Typically when dating, I'm not very upfront with my dates about being uncomfortable with sex. In a world where sex is put at the forefront of all relationships, I'm very embarrassed about my lack of ability. Please help. Yours in Christ. Just kidding. Marco.
0: (laughs) Good save, Marco. Okay, Marco, how old? You're 30?
2: Correct. Yep. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. And what? so what about blowjobs?
5: Yeah, I'm right with that. It's definitely different. I think with anal, like, it's definitely more, like, uncomfortable with it. Whereas blowjobs, not so much.
0: Okay, but maybe your state of discomfort for it is because you haven't done it the proper way or experienced it the mm-hmm. proper way. Because you're attracted to men, right?
5: That's correct, yes. Mm-hmm. And you
0: don't like penetrating men?
5: I'd prefer not to, no.
0: Because why? Just you can be graphic if you need to be, it's fine.
5: Uh honestly, like I just don't want to put my dick like where shit comes out, you know? Like mm-hmm. maybe it's the cleanliness. That's what the Republicans say. Are you a Republican? I'm not a Republican. (laughs) Don't worry about it.
0: (laughs) I can understand that, but well, I guess Mateo, you should probably feel this line of questioning. Do
3: you have anxiety? Like, do you deal with anxiety generally speaking? Like, yes. So you you are full of anxiety, right?
5: Yeah, definitely like an anxious person. I've always been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: So do, so is it the actual act that, that repels you or is it the anxiety of having to please somebody else or be involved sexually with somebody else that gives you so much anxiety you feel you can't perform?
5: Uh, I would I honestly I feel like it's definitely a mix of both the cleanliness like I said aspect to it um, Well the
3: cleanliness it's like just make sure that the, either you douche or someone else douches Which I hire a firehouse to come clean out my asshole before I have sex I mean it's like you know those things they used to clean the sidewalk in the morning in New York They're my best friends but um
0: It's true I've been to his place when he's had a, an entire fire brigade there cleaning out his asshole,
3: Including the Dalmatian <laughs> Yeah I think maybe are you expressing this to your partner like partners you've been with like look I just want you know that I have a lot of anxiety when it comes to anal and if we are gonna go there I want to make sure that you know that this is something that I'm having a hard time with and then maybe just right off the bat being open about it will take some of the pressure away
5: and that's probably part of the problem is that I'm not open about it I always like you're
3: open to to a, a podcast where millions of people listen, but not my yeah, so individual not just, partner. Uh, everybody, you know. <gasps> well, this is a first step.
0: Yeah. yeah, this is a first step. I think it's important. But I think, you know, when you're saying that you're anxiety ridden and that's a base of your personality, probably, then that is having a huge impact on your sexuality. Right. So the thing that like what relaxes you, what do you do? What do you use as tools to relax you? Not, I'm not talking about sex in this moment, but like in general, do you take anti-anxiety medication? Does smoking weed relax you? What do you do?
5: all of the above i mean i actually i just started taking some antidepressants anti anxiety medicine and then marijuana also helps alcohol exercise i'm big on that that always makes me feel so much better I think
0: first and foremost, having more open conversations with people about it. I think you're gonna find that you're not alone. I think other people probably feel that way. Don't you think so, Matteo? Like in the gay world, there's a whole spectrum of ways that people are interested in having sex. Like some people are highly sexualized, some people aren't. And I don't think that you're not sexual. It sounds like you like all of that.
5: Yeah, I'm definitely attracted to them.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I think you wanna work towards having a more healthy kind of sexual, more sexual knowledge about yourself. Worrying about what's in your asshole, like everyone's thinking about that, but everyone's still having sure. anal sex. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to have sex with me in the butt and then pull their penis out and be covered in anything. Yeah, that's a fear of <laughs> mine, but that's not a reality. And there's a way to avoid that from happening, right? That's not something that necessarily happens. And it's something that you can definitely make not happen. You know what I mean? If you're taking care right. of the situation, if that person is. But I think if you're more vocal about it, like, oh God, you know, I mean, this guy that just broke up with you or stopped talking to you or whatever clearly stopped because you guys it wasn't going anywhere sexually i mean that's obvious and so Mm -hmm. in order to prevent that from happening in the future i think you need to be a little bit more open-minded with people and with yourself you know because you're not the only person that's felt this way
5: okay Mm -hmm.
3: yeah i second that i think there's relationships where where gay men don't have anal with each other Mm -hmm. that's fine i mean that also just you if you decide hey i don't like anal great find find another partner who doesn't either
0: but I'm also saying that I think you might like it if you were able to prevent your fears from coming true. Mm-hmm. Like I think mm-hmm. that you have this idea that anal sex equates to one thing. You know, let's not have to re- repeat that over and over, because some people are eating breakfast. <laughs> but, <laughs> so but
3: people are you know having what their first hard-boiled egg of the day. Like
5: <laughs>
0: I don't want be, you know I don't want you to think that you don't like sex. I don't believe that's true right now. Like I don't think you've put it in. How many times have you had anal? sex let's start there um
5: uh, honestly probably only like on two hands okay 10 or less mm-hmm. okay
0: right and it's been done to you or you've done it to someone else
5: i've never been the receiving end on it i've always uh topped mm-hmm. okay
0: well maybe you should also try that mm-hmm. like you might I like mean, it yeah you might <laughs> like it
5: let's no, suck it up <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended
0: well you know with enough lubrication it can be a very enjoyable experience
5: And like you said, I want to like it. I really do. I just...
0: Then try harder.
5: (laughs) (laughs) If you want to like it
0: and you're attracted to men and you want to have a relationship whether sexual Uh or more you know serious like more than sexual and having a serious like intimate relationship with someone i think you need to have a little bit more experience right and i don't think you should just go out and have sex with a bunch of strangers but i think you should find people that are a little bit more like-minded or somebody who has more experience than you is going to be patient with you as a teacher and say oh okay this is how we can prevent any of those things from happening this is how i get myself prepared for anal sex and this is and you can try it with different partners to find your comfort level because it's there somewhere and i think this is more anxiety ridden than anything else just by talking to you and you know looking at you
5: (laughs) (laughs) oh for sure yeah no absolutely i know you're you're probably spot on there Mm
0: So uh, can you do that? Can you have more honest conversations? Like, don't listen. If someone says, "Fuck it," you don't, you're not comfortable having anal sex. You, you don't haven't had that many good experiences with it. Then that's not the right person. But I bet you you'll find somebody that's gonna be like, "Oh, okay, I get it. I also yeah. used to feel that way, or I also used yeah. to be intimidated or scared or thought I didn't want to, you know, be a bottom or a top or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. But I just think you need to have a little bit more experience and kind of put less pressure on yourself and experiment. That's what sexuality. Mm-hmm is finding different things that you like with different people and being open to different things. There's so many things that I thought when I was growing up in high school that I was so judgy about. I would never do that, or I would never give a blowjob. I'm not bullshit. All these things that are so silly. You start to become sexually aware, like have more sexual exposure, and, and, and it, it empowers you. Yeah, and then you're, mm-hmm. and then you find out the things that you like. Some
2: of the things I thought I hated, I really do like now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of the focus is on what you're unable to do or you're not enjoying. And I think if you can give a spin on that and be like, you know what, here's what turns me on. Here's what I'm into. You can drop in that you're not into some other stuff, but also like maybe with a new partner, you just focus on like, here's what really turns me on. It's blowjobs. It's whatever else. Mm-hmm. Huddling can be a part of, you know what I mean? There's so much else that you can do other than just like penetration.
5: Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: So like yeah. re reframing, give it a spin, like think about what you're into and then get really good at those things. Mm-hmm. So do you go out a lot?
5: So I like I'm not too big into like the gay scene or nothing, but uh, yeah, occasionally I will go out. Yeah, mm -hmm.
0: but you're out as a gay man, right?
5: Uh, yes, that's correct.
0: Okay. And do you did do do you date on apps and do you do that stuff? Yeah,
5: I I, uh, mostly on apps. I'd say which app? Not Grindr.
3: (laughs) Okay, I mean, there's Uh, nothing like.
5: And maybe I should if that's what. uh...
3: Well, because Grindr, at least you can be explicit. Hello, homosexual who's not sure he likes anal dot, 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 anyone question mark. And you can start oh, surveying from there.
5: Yeah. What's still so that? That's, that's good. Yeah. yeah. But I've used like, Tinder,
3: Bumble. How does it work on Bumble? Cause usually with straight people, it's the girl who writes first. So in this case, is it like the bottom?
5: Yeah. <laughs> uh, bottoms on No, <laughs> I think uh, either way works. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So many gays are going to get mad at me. They're going to say I'm bottom shaming and I'm a huge bottom. So I'm a bottom.
5: I'm a bottom two. I'm I don't like to do two.
3: anything during sex. I
5: just like to lie there. What do you do for work? So I'm like a little bit of everywhere. I work in a prison. So
3: shifted so quick. Well, you know no where you could you really. Don't like
0: anal. I, was... <laughs> I, mean, I that's saying... not a great example.
3: <laughs> I love that. Weird. That's like two comedians. It's a race to get to that joke. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's maybe that's why I don't like any this.
3: <laughs> right, because you're seeing it at the most graphic place. Yeah.
0: I think the thing for you to focus on in the immediate future is to be more communicative about what you are interested okay. in. Mm -hmm. And just front load that. Right. And then you're going to, I think, draw more people in that maybe feel the same way with you or have an experience level where they'll have the patience to kind of learn with you and grow with you. But always front load, because if you're Mm because that's just going to add to your anxiety when you're keeping something from somebody and then they get back to your house and they're expecting something to happen. And you're not about to deliver that. Then that's going to create anxiety for you. And you already have anxiety. So we want to just like take that out of the equation in any way we can.
3: And also, based on your first and last name, do you use cottage cheese in your lasagna? <laughs> uh, yes. You do?
5: Uh, yes. you don't do
3: vergogno.
0: Do you take hard-boiled <laughs> eggs onto planes with you?
5: I would never do that, no. oh. <laughs> oh. Why well, do you? I'm sorry. Uh, well, Kaya does. Known yeah, do she's. Oh, great. really, Catherine? No. I. Yeah, that would that in itself would dry, put my anxiety like through the roof. Not this being the
3: most shameful part of the interview. Catherine, I
0: hope that you really leave today with a whole new set of ideas. Okay, I do. because I do. he basically just served you. <laughs> i have some changes to make in my life yeah you do (laughs) do. okay so just chill (laughs) the fuck out okay try to chill out yeah just work on your communication skills there's nothing to be ashamed of you know what i mean honesty is the best thing always 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 front foot with honesty or front load front foot i don't even know what i'm talking about (laughs) and good luck with you and your asshole (laughs)
5: thank you I appreciate it okay keep us
0: posted if things change let us know and I want to know like you know with the more experience I think that you might enjoy sex more than you think you might because it's a very human we're animals most people want that you know we want yeah Uh, okay okay (laughs) I think we got it
2: all right Thanks so much, Marco. No movie
5: grinder now, (laughs) Alia. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys. thank you, honey. Bye. Take care. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.
0: Catherine, I hope you have some time to reflect later this (laughs) afternoon. (laughs) Because you know what? He just was like, listen, I'm I'm down with cottage cheese. You thought you had someone on your team. And guess what? He was off your team two seconds (laughs) later. He was like, goodbye.
3: His face, it was the first time I saw him like, his face scrunched
0: <laughs> oh he
2: was cute he was a hot I mess I loved him yeah, yeah I
0: know he's sweet I wish I could adopt somebody like that
2: and just lead them <laughs> I know he's so sweet he's one of my favorite callers that we've had I was so excited to have he him he was on. sweet yeah and honestly yeah. the
3: way he was talking to us just talk to your partner that way I yeah. know I mean, he was I talking know. to Chelsea Handler about not wanting anal like you can't say that in a private conversation yeah. with somebody I like, know this is pretty yeah. bold Well, some people have a lot
0: more—yeah, I think it's hard. Sometimes people have a lot more—a bigger issue with saying it in the moment, especially when it's intimacy. People have so many issues around intimacy. Mm -hmm. People are fucking weird, you know? I mean, I've had experience with that, too, where I'm just (gasps) like— You know, like you freeze or you don't want to disappoint. You don't know what the person's expecting. I think
3: that's it. Disappoint. You feel like you're going to disappoint the other person. Yeah. And you're right. Communicating that with somebody else takes away that shame. And you can just have honest conversations with somebody.
0: Yeah. And then you can conversely go too far in the opposite direction. Like I've had several one night stands where I was putting it out there right away. Like just so you know. I'm here to have sex. <laughs> like, And that's that's fi- backfired on me, too, where guys are like, what do you mean you're just here to have sex? It's like, well, wait, I thought that was going to be the good thing for me to say. Like, we'll be on the same page. And guys are like, I mean, I've had guys, surprise, to my surprise, be like, no, that's too forward. I don't like that. I don't like when a woman mm-hmm. talks like that. And you're like, okay, well, fine. So, like, I always, I always feel like, you know, I'm a little too honest, I think, sometimes. But whatever, yeah. I'm not going to change that.
3: No, yeah. I don't think you should.
2: Okay, so this is Chloe. Is it this about Kris Jenner? <laughs> I mean, we can only hope. By the way, Chris Jenner sent me a satin pillow
0: or a silk pillow or whatever the yes. fuck it is. And I have to say, it's magical. I've never yeah. had one of those because I just always thought, like, I mean, I do so much shit and get so many lasers that I don't have to worry about not getting crinkles on my face when I'm sleeping because I make up for I supplemented it in other ways. But <laughs> this silk pillowcase or whatever her brand is, I don't know what it's called,
2: but it's delicious. Oh, wonderful. I love that you call them crinkles also. When
3: well, you wake I up, i sleep on my side and i wake up my face yeah. looks like i've been sleeping on concrete all night i
0: know you can yeah. get one of those pillows that have like the little pads that come up so you put your head in it i have one of those at my house and so you can't turn mm. you can't well, and they're over. really comfortable i have so many different <laughs> pillow stipulations i in the middle of the night i have to change it up then at like three i need in a different pillow yeah. so
3: i still need to meet your dogs
0: oh i know hopefully before they cross over there are two additional pillows. You're going to be there in L.A. in February. I'll have them come
2: to see one of your shows. Please, I would love I'll that. Them, I'll bring them to one of your
3: shows. I would love that, please.
0: They'll
2: clap softly in the background. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I miss Bert.
2: Well, Chloe says, dear Chelsea, I married the love of my life a week ago today. Everything about our wedding day was so perfect except one thing. His mother was so far beyond disrespectful that I have cried almost every day since just thinking oh. about it. <laughs> She showed up intoxicated and walked up to us as we were taking pictures right before having our first look. She had a rotten attitude right off the bat. Didn't compliment me or my dress, didn't say hi, and when I complimented her on her outfit, (laughs) she blew me off. My sister complimented her as well, and she just walked away. Even though we were ahead of schedule, the schedule that my coordinator had made, she was trying to hurry pictures along and do things on her own timeline. She released her family to go get dinner before the DJ had announced it was time to eat and before my husband and I had even dished up. She came up to us as we were walking around trying to say hello to every table, clapping her hands at us and telling us to move it along and get the music going, even though the speeches hadn't even started and people were still dishing up food. I was firm and told her we were going by the schedule. The speeches were hilarious and heartfelt, though you wouldn't know it by the look on her face. She stared at us with a deadpan look across her face the entire time they were happening. It definitely took me out of what was supposed to be a funny and touching moment. There's more, but this email would be a college dissertation if I kept typing. She made me feel like absolute shit, and I certainly know her true feelings about me now. My question is, how do I handle this? I honestly never want to see her again, but obviously that's not an option though my husband is 100% on my side, and said we aren't going to her house for Thanksgiving. Thank you for reading this, and I look forward to any advice that you have. With love, Chloe. And Chloe did mention, I said, you know, is the drinking a habitual thing with her? And she says, no, she hardly ever drinks. So that's why this was very out of character.
0: Oh, oh that's a twist. I thought for sure. Hi, Chloe. Hi, Chloe.
3: you show up at Thanksgiving to her house. And when I say wasted, I mean, I don't even want you to be able to walk through the front door.
0: I (laughs) agree. I think that's a great strategy. Don't worry. I think Thanksgiving is not going to be happening.
3: Also, are you a nurse?
0: I am in dental hygiene
2: school.
5: Work. Yeah.
0: So she's not a drinker and she just got ways. She must've been nervous, right?
2: I think so. She's just really emotional about the whole thing. Cause, like that's her only
0: child getting married, I guess. She should be happy that he's getting married. See, that's what I thought. So
2: I was like pretty, honestly, like I was pretty devastated when it just was the opposite. I'm like, aren't you happy for us? <laughs> I am.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think, honestly, you have to really feel pity for her because, I mean, that's so sad that she ruined the wedding for herself and for so many other people. But listen, she didn't ruin your wedding. Don't let her ruin that day. I know you don't because you're in love and you just said you married the love of your life. That's an unfortunate thing to have had happen. It will be funny in a certain amount of time. Yes,
3: I was going to say the same thing,
0: Chelsea. It's a funny story. (laughs) She's a hot mess and her, like, complimenting your outfit and her not receiving the compliment about hers, of course she didn't. She's fucking wasted she can't even hear anything you're saying you know she's in a fucking she was in a blackout probably does she have any recollection of the wedding do you know from your husband has he spoken to her oh there's a ghost in your house do you see that yes,
3: i saw it go by <laughs> i did see it go there's
0: by. a ghost that just went through your door i oh. swear we just saw a shadow i'm sure it's the computer screen so don't worry no i love i love true crime and all that so Okay, well, the ghosts are a lot different than should cry, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: Wow, it's got dark. Um. Uh,
3: it started dark <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with this story.
0: <laughs> my God. What did
2: your husband say to her after the wedding? That's my thing is like we haven't, there's been no communication really. All we had was just a text from her to my husband saying like, I should probably apologize for some things I don't really remember, and that was it. He didn't even reply.
0: Yeah, she doesn't know what happened. She doesn't know what happened. I would say, listen, as a bigger person, which you obviously are, just try to not take it so seriously what happened. It's an incident. And you don't want to just hold all this anger and resentment towards her because she clearly obviously has issues. She probably had a really hard time with the day, losing her son in her mind. And she tried to, you know, help that situation by overstimulating herself. And I'm sure she regrets it. I'm sure she's in a very deep shame spiral. There is no way that you can act like that and not feel like an asshole afterward. You know what I mean? Especially when you're not a drinker. Yeah, She's not a normal drunk, so she's going to have shame about it obviously give it some time but try to forgive her you know let her apologize to you in due time and if she doesn't just go you know that was really unfortunate it was a really unfortunate part of the day luckily it didn't ruin my day but when I think back on that day I do remember that and that's that's always going to be with me and now you have to live with that but don't hold this against her for the rest of her life you know what I mean not going there for Thanksgiving you're setting enough of a signal that's mm-hmm. going to be devastating for her if that's her only son
3: and I do yeah. think you should find a way to make it funny. I know that sounds hard to do right now, but ev- either get like a caricature artist to draw like your wedding with her, just like c- creeping in the background, drunk, clapping at birds, drinking like <laughs> yeah, pissed like this. off. <laughs> just in every picture. <laughs> just because there is something funny about being, nope, not like going back to the ghost, but you literally being haunted by a drunk woman the whole wedding and it's kind of hysterical.
2: I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. It's everything really like rolls off my back and I like laugh everything off, honestly. So yeah, I just hadn't really considered doing that with this situation. give it
3: give it some in t- forgiveness yeah in forgiveness funny. it's and funny and we time. both
0: started laughing as soon as we heard you the, your <laughs> yeah. letter not like in a way that we know it's going to be funny because yeah. all things like this end up being hilarious, you know so just you're you're gonna be fine. don't don't harbor all this resentment towards her. I know it's going to take a little bit of time for you to get past it. You can be upset but you know try and understand where she's coming from. It's not an excuse but you know, then you're the bigger person and then there's really nothing to argue with.
3: And it might make you closer.
0: Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah,
2: especially if she does apologize. It is
0: really kind of more sad than anything else. Right. You know, it's just yeah. kind of pathetic. Like that's the father or the mother of the groom. Yeah. The new mother-in-law of the ghost.
2: <laughs> the way you feel about it, it will loom less large in your mind. And I love this idea of like turning it into a joke. But when I got married, we had a situation where like, It was the most rain in 150 years. The person who was going to do the videography couldn't make it. And so it was like a cousin of somebody who wound up doing it. And for some reason, they decided after I walked down the aisle, they should turn off the camera for a little while. And so they did and then missed most of our ceremony and finally turned it back on like in the middle of the vows sort of thing. And I was so hurt and crushed by that that for years I didn't watch my wedding video and then a couple of years ago, I finally watched it back and realized there was so much more of the ceremony, which was only like 20 minutes long, but there was so much more than I remembered that was there. And it's such a happy, wonderful memory now. So like your feelings around it will change and you, you'll you feel better about it. Yeah. Just yeah. The most time. mature
0: thing you can do is to know that you're going to feel differently about this in a little bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah, this was pretty recent, so maybe just some time. Yeah, and to... be
0: grateful. Listen, you have a great life ahead of you. You're with you, the love of your life. You don't have time to harbor resentment towards his idiot mother. Yeah. <laughs> very true. Right? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and now you get
2: to be married to him.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah, and hopefully you're the daughter that you or son that you guys create together won't be an alcoholic like their grandmother.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and for Christmas, send her a bottle of vodka and say, I thought of you.
0: <laughs> or on every wedding anniversary. You can send her a bottle of vodka and go, happy anniversary. <laughs> we know this is your favorite day. <laughs> okay, yeah, this already is funny to me. So thank okay. you. <laughs> okay, take care. We love you. Thanks, Chloe. Oh, that was Aww. great. I'm glad we That's took that so call. Sweet. Good call. Me
2: too. And yeah. I, I love yeah. it. <laughs>
0: I know. It's like someone calls in with a serious problem and the, the two people are here sitting here fucking laughing, yeah. and laughing at the very first sentence. But that is kind of what you need. It's like, where, when has anyone been to a wedding where there wasn't a drunk asshole?
2: That's the thing. My mom always says something goes wrong at every single wedding. Whether somebody puts the cake in the sun and it falls over or whatever, my... Sister-in-law, the pastor brought out a laser pointer in the middle of it. Like, something goes wrong and weird at every wedding. So this is just her thing, you know?
0: What do you think went wrong at Tiffany Trump's wedding? Oh, my God. I saw the funniest thing. I have to show you, Mateo. You guys, I'll read this to you, Catherine. My friend just posted something so fucking funny. It's a picture of all of that picture of Tiffany Trump... Okay. She
3: is my favorite of the Trump family. <laughs>
0: it's hard to have a favorite because i it's like, it's really, it's Lana Trump, Marla Maples, Tiffany Trump in the middle, then Melania, and then Ivanka. So they're all standing together and it says, traditional family values, standing between your mom and the chick your dad cheated on your mom with, who is standing next to your half-sister, whose mom your dad cheated on with your mom <laughs> <laughs> this is so solid. So oh, solid.
2: Excellent. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I think on that note, we're going to have to take a break and wrap it up. Yes. Okay. Let's take a break. I'm going to put potato in the bubble bath. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. So go to books.com and use promo code CHELSEA, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code CHELSEA.
5: for
4: just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th.
1: Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky, smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at ConairGirlBomb.com or a retailer near you.
2: And we're back. And we're back. Well, Matteo, we're going to wrap up, but is there any advice you'd like from Chelsea?
3: I, there is advice I'd like from you. Oh. How do you handle criticism? about your act?
0: I mean, there's more evidence that points to your own success than there is that points to your own detriment. For me, I have enough experience to know that I have what I've got it. I've got the goods and you know that you've got the goods. So for all those like little people who wanna like be in your ear or on your Instagram, those aren't the voices that you have to care about. Mm-hmm. Because you could look at like 300 comments and you see one out of 300 and then we focus on that. No, you're focusing on the other 299, right? But also what you're really focusing on is not ever paying attention to any of those comments mm-hmm. either way and focusing on the trust that you have in yourself as a performer. Mm-hmm. And I think that just gets louder and and louder over time you know the more experience you have the more you know that you know what's up and that you've got the goods and that's all you have to say to yourself is i've got the goods
3: okay i like that yeah yeah
0: yeah everyone should say that to themselves regardless of what you do yeah that's awesome
3: even if you're at a wedding drunk
0: yeah i've got the goods <laughs> I've got them. Where are they? i just lost them okay well mateo i love you so much i love
3: you thank you so much for having me on this show what an
0: entertaining fun episode yes
3: it was, it was Yeah, great. we're gonna have
0: to have Mateo come back as a regular
3: Please
2: Yes, please It please. was really It really lightened things up Yes, and Mateo I do follow you on Instagram And I think you're perfect <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you, you. Yeah, thank if you, you so wanna much. see somebody Who is multi-talented
0: And multi-faceted You can follow him on Instagram TikTok Where else? YouTube YouTube you, Go to YouTube He's putting out a special On YouTube soon
3: That's already out My YouTube page Mateo Lane
0: Mateo Lane Oh, yeah, yeah You guys, go watch his special On YouTube It's gonna. You're gonna fucking thank us And you can find him on Netflix's comedy specials, Stand Out, and The Comedy Lineup. Okay, have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Don't forget to watch my special on Netflix,
2: you guys. Revolution. It's a revolution. So if you'd like advice from Chelsea, just send us an email at dearchelseapodcast at gmail.com. Dear Chelsea is a production of iHeartRadio, executive produced by Nick Stumpf, produced by Catherine Law, and edited and engineered by Brad Dickert.
1: With Conair Girlbomb, available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.